0: We want our coffee in the lobby We watch our worship on the screen We got a rock star preacher Who won't wake us from our dreams We want our blessings in our pocket. Yes, you are in. Oh, I don't know if you want to be in on this one, but you're in. You made it. Oh, man, this this will be my least favorite chapter for the record, and it'll probably be the the least listened to chapter episode ever. The D word. Most people don't like to talk about it. For many, it's their destiny. But thank you for your boldness to give this a shot. And if worthy, you will know somebody that is going to need this. So without further ado, here you go. It's gotta stop. Right now. Divorce. No cute title on this one. Chapter 25 from the audiobook, Every Marriage is Flawed. Speaking of divorce, I hate this word. I hate it. And some are saying, well, that's not very nice. And as I write this, I, I, I do feel the need immediately out of the gate here to check this. For, for you, the readers, the listeners um, that did not want divorce, please know, I am not picking on you. If anything, I, I have your back. And some of you divorcees did not want this. And you are paying the price for someone else's selfishness. And for that, my heart hurts for you. And may you never experience that again. And I pray, may you find it in your heart to forgive and unchain yourself from that hurt and to move on. And for any of you contemplating divorce, it, but, and maybe just at least you and your spouse are still willing to work at it, at least one of you for right now, this is my love letter to you. in a word of warning but more of a love letter to hopefully encourage you to really think this through and that to work at it, to avoid a potential disaster in years of hardship and grudges. And side note, speaking of years of hardship and grudges, I married into a family where my wife's parents are divorced. And to this day, 40 years, 40 plus years later, They are, and we are, still paying the price. I kid you not. There's still strife. There's still grief. There's still grudges. There's still resentment. So if you think just hitting reset solves everything, think again. Divorce will not solve all your problems. It just opens another set of them, and most likely those problems will be compounded. And just like most of us, uh, yeah, I've definitely had a few friends and family go through the pain of divorce. I- I've seen too many kids suffer. So when this gets a little more heated, just just know that's what's driving it. And again, back to another disclaimer, I- I'm not St. Thomas. Um, I-, I more closely relate to Paul's words of that. I'm the chief of sinners, 1 Timothy 1 through 5- 115. I'm not the righteous. I'm not moral police. I'm not a judge. I just, again, getting real and pursuing truth. And please forgive me at times as it can sound like it, but just know I am flawed. Don't get me wrong. It is simply my plea using some logic to help some of you avoid further hardship. And if I wasn't upset with the results of divorce, then why would I even write this book? So why, why this hate for divorce? Why do I hate divorce? I hate the way it has divided America's families. I hate the way it's forced or is forcing some of us to choose a side where once there was unity. You know what I'm talking about that? Someone gets divorced where you, you all hung out. You all got together. And sometimes it might be a maybe a high school group or a college group or someone really well. And then the divorce It does. It just creates division. And sometimes you have to choose, which is so weird and really unfair in a way, right? I hate the way it's become the way of the world. It is now normal. More people divorce than they stay married these days. And divorce has become so prevalent. Ah, I don't know, many can argue this one. Divorce has become so prevalent that young couples don't even want to bother marrying each other anymore. I mean, think about it. Honestly, I I don't blame them. They have never seen what a healthy marriage can look like. And God willing, for those married, or maybe you're looking at your next marriage, I, I don't know, but take everything you've learned here. Follow the owner's manual of life and inspect that foundation before building your next house again. Marriage. So back to the rant, I I hate divorce and I hate it's forced some unwilling parents now to see their kids every Wednesday and every other weekend. Do you truly want what is best for your kids? How is that best for your kids? Honestly, they get to see one parent every Wednesday and every other weekend. Or okay, maybe at best, 50% of the time. This parent, whichever side, is forced to see his or her kids on a limited basis because the other parent's parent wanted to screw someone else. Yeah, I know. It's a bit harsh. But it's it's true in a lot of cases. Someone just wanted something more exciting, right? And, and wanted that instant gratification. But then there's going to be a price going forward. And that is flawed up. I hate the way we are all paying for others' selfishness. In intentional divorcee, don't think for a minute that your selfish decision doesn't affect all of us. We're all paying the price as a society. From your kid acting up in school, or in the streets, or addiction, or anxiety and depression, which I don't blame the kid at all. And then also just for, for, for having to pay for bankruptcies filed, or because all the money was spent on attorneys and underestimating the cost of living on one's own. And I mean, we have certain leaders saying that family doesn't matter. No way that's bull. And yes, I'm angry and I'm calling for a revolution of families that are also sick and tired of hardship and breakup and division. I want to call all families I want to stay together through thick and thin and get healthier. I want to take a stand against divorce. And again, for those in the United States or wherever you are, just think about where, where was your country's strongest? Think about it. Divorce was not the norm. It was almost unheard of. And I check out the statistics. Just go back, look at, look at GDP, GDP. Look at, look at the debt ratio Great-grandma and grandpa, most, most more than likely 90% plus, were together. And we didn't take on debt. God was at our foundation. And if this is the first chapter you've tackled, please back up, because we get into that a lot more, into these statistics, etc. So going back to it, I just want what's best for my kids, because I hear that a lot. I do hear that, Right. People have no problem. They will sign up for parenting classes immediately, (laughs) but not marriage, not marriage courses, not things that that maybe can strengthen that. But when it comes to the kids or, or kids sports or academics or tutoring, they're immediately all over that. So do you really want best for your kids? I mean, really? Then for 99% of you, and that's a bold statistic, but just stick with me. Divorce is not the answer. And again, pursuing truth and getting real for the other 1% or whatever that is, you have a spouse that will not stop physically abusing you or doing drugs or some other damaging habit to the family. And that abuse does have to stop. And if you are truly in danger, you need to leave. And for the rest of you, how can divorce be best for your kids? And let's look at from the kid's perspective. Find me one kid that doesn't want the alternative. And the alternative is a happy, for the most part, but real home, one roof where the parents are choosing to love one another and them and choosing to work at their marriage and family each day, every day. If you want what's best for your kids, then you and your spouse better get on the same page. And I mean stat. For some of you, I know, and some of you are probably talking to others, trying to talk others out of it. Their mind's made up. I've, I've seen it. I, I've seen those sit through marriage counseling sessions, just going through the motions. They're a poser. They have no intent to save their marriage or, or to see their kids each day, or at least they don't realize it. And here are some potential facts that are awaiting you. Thinking that the new one that you are so excited about will be your new soulmate? 60% of second marriages divorce, and 70% of third marriages divorce. The grass may seem greener, but you still have to choose to work at it, mow it, care for it, water it. So for those 40% that do make it work on the second and the 30% that do make it work on the third, well, then they finally figured that out. But there's still price to the original family structure. So you will split your kids a percentage of the time. And that's going to be for the rest of your and their lives. Well, your life, I guess. Correct. You heard my earlier example, right? So your kids and your grandkids are going to have to choose which place to go? Whether it's it's you or your exes on certain holidays, friction at certain future holiday events. Um, some, by the way, do get along better than others, so kudos to you. But the norm is they don't. They don't. The grudges continue. And by, by the way, if your in-laws are divorced as well, so both sets of grandparents, I caramba. I mean, I mean, really think about the scheduling challenges. What used to be You had to decide between the in-laws and your side of the family who you'd get together with. Well, now you got four separate places that you have to decide how you're going to divide your time and where you're going to go. For most of you, attorneys will eat up a good chunk of your money on your way out. And your kids will pay a price for this move. You may be getting, getting, getting caught up in that heat of a new romance now but you haven't factored all the effects it will have on your kids. You ever watch Intervention? That's <laughs> almost like a common denominator in almost every single intervention piece. Anyway, I digress. Now, here's the wildest stat. It really is. I, I, think about this. 77% of divorcees look back on their first marriage and wish they would have worked it out. 77% that's higher than what most people win the pres- presidential election on 77% of divorcees by the way it wouldn't, probably wouldn't be right away but I think about it like 5 10 20 years um, when the fallouts happened and maybe a certain person has changed or they've changed and they see the okay they're not as bad as I thought wow wow I mean that That is astonishing. By the way, the source of that is uh, Dr. Laura, the Dr. Laura series, titled, uh, that episode was, quote, We Were In Love, question mark, unquote, call the day. If you search it, you'll find it. And then lastly, going forward, if you choose to build a new home with a new lover, and again, it's on a faulty foundation, it's just a matter of time before it will crumble again. And you say, no way, not this one. This one's too exciting. They're doing perfect. Remember, you're getting their A game, and you're more likely bringing your A game just the way you did. I bet you said would say the f- same thing about your first marriage when you're getting married. So noodle that. And lastly, you know I, I go here every once in a while. I, I need to, going back to the owner's manual for life. For those that believe in God, if you're not, then you're off the hook on this. So... You know, I've been real about that. But for those, those who actually believe in God, it is written multiple times, God's hate for divorce. Malachi 2.16, check out Mark 10 or Matt 5 or Matt 19 or Luke 16. That's cutting. And it's something, I don't know if it's discussed enough, but it's in there. So doubt me? Good. Look it up. It's a question time. And I'll be, again, the first to admit, kind of the way I open this one, this chapter and set of questions are not fun. Divorce is not fun. And for those listening and your marriage is in a good place, then what are you doing to keep it that way? For those in a good place right now, the marriage is pretty good. What are you doing to keep it that way? And on the other side, for those that are in a bad place, or maybe just the comfort zone. Maybe you're in the fade zone. Maybe you're not as strong as you once were when you started out. Did any of the above logic make sense? Pause and reflect. Number two. All right. I Yeah, put yourself in your kid's shoes again. Better yet, just go back to your childhood. Did you have parents... That modeled what a loving yet flawed marriage looks like and how to persevere through. So, number two, put yourself in your kids' shoes. Better yet, go back to your childhood. Be real about it. Did you have parents that modeled what a loving yet flawed marriage looks like and how to persevere through? Pause and reflect. Number three, what kind of marriage have you modeled or are you modeling for your kids? What kind of marriage have you modeled or you are modeling for your kids? And if you don't have kids, what what kind of marriage would you want to model for them? If you don't have kids, what kind of marriage would you want to model for them? Pause and reflect. All right, wrap it on this one. I, I, I'm, I'm relieved in the way this one's done. I've been kind of been dreading this one. Some of you are really hurting out there, and I haven't done this for a while, so I, I am on this one. I'm going to end this one on a prayer note. So if you're willing and able, would you just please bow your heads? Heavenly Father, for those listening that are in a bad spot, hurting, maybe they're divorced, um, maybe they're on the verge of divorce and they're on the fringe. I, I just ask for clarity and truth and, and, and resolve. You say, Father, Heavenly Father, anything is possible with you. And I've seen it. You've shown me. And again, this is why I, I'm doing what I'm doing. I've been called. I've seen so many marriages rally from disarray and just, they're just people thinking it was dead, Totally dead. And maybe their feelings were dead at the time. But Father, anything's possible with you. You can raise the dead. Jesus raised from the dead. And for those that are truly tuning in, anything's possible. But they do need to to make some choices. They need to work at it. They need to find the right voices that will build them up. The right pro-marriage and Christian counselors that can come alongside them. May they be fortified and rallied. May may they just start operating on this, just a tiny seed of faith and hope. And will you deliver them both? And sometimes it starts with one before the other can jump on. Just show them a way. Show them the way. Father, Holy Spirit. And for those in a good spot who've stuck with this this long, thank you. And thank you for working at it. And thank you for being open to how, how to, to improve it and not get stuck in that fade zone the comfort zone it's like our faith it's like working out it's it's like our nutrition uh, everything we choose to do each day it takes us one step to healthier or one step away so thank you for you tuning in thank you for you sharing and I ask for God's blessing upon you and your marriage. May you be stronger on this from each day going forward with intentionality and choosing to get your marriage and keep your marriage on that foundation of Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.